This is Brian Collins. I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode. Of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free philosophy. Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata. Happy Friday, everybody, and Thank goodness it is Friday, TGIF. We hope you're having an awesome week. This is episode 418, and today we are joined by Andrew, who is a frequent traveler to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Universal on both sides of the coast. He is also a very dear friend of the show, and he's going to be shedding some light on his unique perspective, the differences between Disney and Universal. But before we start, we want you to go ahead and check out our friends over at WaltExpress.com. So you can become a Disney expert yourself, just go ahead and sign up for more deals, tips, info, and all things Disney. I got them pulled up right now, and I'm looking at two new blogs that they just posted. We have Disney 101, New Mobile Food and Beverage Ordering Explained. Go ahead and check that one out. That's by Vanda Bean. And another one by Vanda Bean, What to Expect in the Disney World During the Month of March. So go ahead and check out our friends over at WaltExpress.com. So, on the line today, we have Andrew. Like I said, he's a frequent traveler to Walt Disney World and Universal, both of them on both sides of the coast. And he's going to be giving us his unique perspective on both. You know, what does Disney do right? What can they improve? And what are the little things that make it so grand? And same on the Universal side of the house. But, hey, Andrew, it's been way too long, buddy. Hey, welcome back to the show. How you doing, bud? What have you been up to? Yep, doing great. It's been a minute. Um... You know, I'm just doing whatever, going places. So we just got back uh, about a week ago from a trip out to San Diego. And we last time we went, we went to Disneyland. So we decided to switch it up a little bit and go to Universal. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good trip overall. Yes, yeah, so we've both been down there. You know, we, uh, you were texting me a couple times saying, hey, you know any hot places to go down in? in uh, san diego but it sounded like you know everything you've done i we both pretty much did the exact same tourist attractions down there and one place that i really really enjoyed right there and i forget what pier that was at uh ocean uh, beach ocean beach thank you where they have hodags and that place is awesome how did you like the burgers uh it was delicious my wife uh actually stayed out in California for a month doing some school stuff and she went out there with a friend and came back and said hey you got to try this and I did 
And uh, my wife and Nick both failed to tell me not to order the regular burger because uh, <laughs> the regular burger is gigantic. They also they have a double burger. I don't know who in the world is going to order that. But uh, oh my gosh, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah, everybody else ordered like a slider burger, which is like the size of like two McDonald's Big Macs. Like it's oh, are you serious? Okay, well, wow. maybe that's it's an exaggeration, but it was the the small ones were big and the regular ones were huge. So I think did you check out in the farmers market that's right there? Uh, we didn't because we were there in the middle of the week. I think when we okay. I think I think the farmers market's on the weekend. I think we kind of just stayed at the house we rented on the weekend and and chilled. It was kind of a a low key vacation. We flew into L.A. Uh, first day and a half we went to uh, Universal and stayed up in Hollywood, and then we just kind of chilled out for a week in San Diego and. Didn't really have a, a whole lot of plans. Just kind of went and chilled on the beach and went to the zoo one day and just relaxed was the, the main goal of the second half. Awesome, buddy. And you had a chance to go out to Universal. Like you said earlier, you previously went to Disneyland. And that was back in, that was last, what, August? August, yeah. That was in August. You went to Disneyland. And so how was that trip? So let's start off with the trip back in August to Disneyland. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was actually, we, we are frequent visitors of Orlando, um, but we don't get out to, well, that's not, that's a lie. We go to California a lot. We don't go to the parks in California as much as we do in Orlando. Um, so it was, it was a different experience. It was, uh, an entirely different feel while being almost exactly the same. It's, it's kind of hard to put words on. Um, but it, it was, it was overall, it was, it was great. Awesome. And so, you know, you've been to Universal out there, and right off the bat, I mean, well, first off, I, I get, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, Andrew. Sorry, I do apologize. No, you're all right. How was Universal then? So, was this your first time? This, I mean, obviously, this wasn't your first time. You'd been there a couple times already, but I mean, uh, your kids, though, was it your kids' first time? Yeah, this was this was the first time that we'd been to Universal out there. Oh, as um, as like I'd been when I was when I was a kid. Um, okay, but it's the first time I'd gone. Yeah, as an adult planning the trip and and all that um like we hadn't i'd never been to harry potter world okay. previous to this okay. so it was it was a lot different than you know when i was a little kid was it everything you expected when you first walked in well i, I honestly so i tried as hard as i could to not do a bunch of research um i, I did enough research to make sure that i was going to have a you know a, a good time i didn't want to you know, going completely blind, but I tried not to watch video walkthroughs and things like that just because I wanted to kind of experience it all brand new because uh, you only get to do that once, right? Um, so we, we kind of took that approach and uh, I don't know, I think we just might have had some dumb luck and got really lucky, but it, it, it turned out great because uh, as it turns out, if you go in the middle of January on a weekday, there is nobody there. <laughs> well, buddy, I tell you, I tell you what, Andrew, you're a better man than me because I would have YouTubed the crap out of Universal before I got there. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it definitely, I had to fight the urge, but uh, it, the vacation honestly kind of snuck up on me because you know it was just Christmas previous to that and busy doing all that, and then all of a sudden we turn around and hey, uh, we need to pack the bags because we're leaving in like two days, so. How's the pretty random question here, real quick, before we get started? How's the security out there? Um, so 
they had metal detectors, and obviously, as we've talked before, I'm a police officer, so you know, I probably pay a little more attention than some things. Um, and that's that's why I'm asking you because <laughs> yeah, I knew they, you would pay attention had, to the details. They had metal detectors, and they put your stuff through an X-ray machine. Um, really? But they, okay. But they didn't really look at it. I mean, well, I guess they looked at it through the X-ray machine, so I'm sure they knew what they were looking for. Um, and it was actually kind of odd because I, I put my stuff in the tray, passed it to the x-ray machine, and the lady goes, are you a cop? I was like, what in the world? Like, do I just smell like cop? Is it the aviator sunglasses? I don't know. And, and then I realized that she could see my metal badge through my wallet. I was like, oh, yeah, x-ray machine. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, the, so, I mean, so they it's, got x-ray machines and metal detectors, so. So it's just the, like the a, things we need to keep out. It's being kept out. TSA, you know, you put your stuff through the machine and they're barely looking at it. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like they were barely looking at it, but obviously she noticed there was a badge in there. Well, I hope she so. She obviously, obviously, uh, you know, was looking at the screen. So, so did they go and, through. So they didn't have to go through every single pocket then. Uh, since no, no, no. Extra machine. Well, all, all we had was like one of those drawstring bags. So right, I mean, okay. There wasn't pockets in it anyway, but um, but I, mean, I had a, a giant like one of those vacuum sealed metal water bottles full of water. And, I mean, I guess it could have been full of whiskey and they never would have known. But other so, other than that, nobody was bringing weapons in they didn't know about. So do you feel like maybe security was tighter up front uh, before you entered the park versus like Disney? Yeah, and it's, it's hard to say um, because like I said, there was literally nobody there. Um, so there was no line at security. There was like three like booths open to walk through and absolutely no one there because that's at disney a lot of times in my experience uh, they kind of randomly select you for metal detectors and whatnot um like at, at disneyland they, they look through everybody's bag and then randomly put people through metal detectors um i don't know if they do that also at universal or if it's 100 percent all the time but like i said when there's only my family walking through the gate uh you know they sure. do it to all of us so Sure. So it sounds like so far, in comparison, Universal may have tighter security. Yeah, one one point. And obviously, the big thing about Disney that I appreciate a lot, and I actually had a buddy that used to be a police officer down in Florida, is just the presence of the officers in plain clothes, um, both security and actual police officers um, wandering around in plain clothes that you have no idea is there, I think kind of helps uh, keep the magic because um, you know security is not a, a fun thing to look at it's not a magical thing it has nothing to do with fantasy land or tomorrow land um, so I, I think there's way more than you can imagine going on behind the scenes probably on both parks uh, to, to help keep everybody safe okay so how is uh, how are the, what about like your must-dos you know we all have our must-dos when we go to Disney we all have that list of things that we have to do while we're there at the park obviously you didn't do any walkthroughs on youtube or anything but you did a little research you said and so i'm assuming you knew some of the must-dos you had to do while you're there at universal what were they and did you get them all done uh yeah sure so um I, universal hollywood uh bar none must do don't think about going without doing it is the backlot tour right so kind of how MGM Studios back in the day they used to actually film stuff there uh, Universal Studios in Hollywood is a live movie set um, there are the voices filmed there um, they actually said all all the camping scenes from Bird Box is that the Sandra Bullock movie everybody was freaking out about uh, uh, no I'm not sure 
Uh, my wife watched it, said it was all right. I didn't see it yet. Is it but Netflix? It's yeah, it's a Netflix yeah, original. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I guess apparently a lot of that was filmed on the Universal backlot. Um, so it's just kind of a neat thing you can't experience at a lot of places. Um, I understand there there was some of that at Disney at one point, not really there anymore. Um, but that's still something you can do, um, and it's. Like I said, it's a, a very neat experience. And then, obviously, the Harry Potter stuff. Uh, that's the main reason we went. Uh, my kids are into Harry Potter, depending on the day of the week. And so that whole land is very immersive. And it's I, probably the thing they have most on par with Disney. Okay. How was the customer service over there? Uh, it was. It was. I did never had a problem with customer service. I don't know that I had any glowing reviews. One thing that I kind of did notice, especially in Harry Potter world, it it bugged me. There was a lady uh, dressed, decked out in her full wizard robe, wizard hat, standing outside. I think she was outside of Ollivander's with these like gigantic, modern, goofy-looking sunglasses um, that just looked completely out of character and I don't know if they were trying to play it in as maybe it was in character but it, it definitely looked like this lady was just wearing the sunglasses she wore to work that day and it, it just it just kind of bothered me because honestly just sat there and thought yeah this is probably not something that would fly at Disney right that's a little ticket item that you would never see at Disney yeah. so that's kind of strange and, and like I said at the end of the day did it ruin my experience? No. You know, it was, it was fine. The sun was shining right in her face, so should she be able to wear sunglasses? I guess. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. It just It's just <laughs> a little thing that in the back of my mind kind of nitpicked away. and She's got a massive hat. Can't that block the sun? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't think it had a brim, though. It was like a... Oh, really? You know, I don't know. Like a, like a wizard hat, you know? Like a, yeah, they got, like, okay. like a sleeping cat, maybe. Okay, but, understand. Yeah. All right, what rides? So you went down. Uh, did you did you stop in Alavanders then? Obviously, and go in there and did the oh, wand? Yeah. Did the wand yeah. choose you? Uh, no, it chose Eli. Oh, okay. and and then uh, Eli then rejected that wand and bought Mad Eye Moody's wand because it looked cooler. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but if if you don't know, you, you go to Ollivanders. Uh, it's a uh, and honestly, that was the longest line we stood in the entire time we were there. Uh, was the line for Ollivanders, and it was like. 20 minutes okay um so not even a line by some disney standards and uh and that was by far the longest one we stood in so you you go into the shop open a secret door and you're ushered into uh this room where there's just boxes piled high of wands and the the wand maker wand keeper i don't even know what you'd call him the, the wand master the wand master. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I have no idea. That's, that sounded great, though. We'll go with that. The wand master. He, I don't think that's right. He came out. <laughs> that's what my wife would say. All right. Yeah. He comes out and uh, he he selects a kid. I think it's usually a kid. Uh, in this case, he picked my son. And Eli said it was because he was squirming in the back because he didn't want to be picked. Oh, okay. uh, and then they they kind of go through the process. They try this wand, and you know they go through all its specs and you know it's a 16 inch birch with a phoenix tail feather and whatnot and then he tests it out and tries to do a spell and then it doesn't really work and they do another one and it doesn't really work and after like three or four then they they try one the lights kind of 
go dim and get bright, and then that wand selects the wizard, um, and then they usher you into the next room where you can pay sixty bucks to buy the wand that just selected you. Um, there's no but, dis- there's no discount. Oh yeah, there's, there's, there's 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 no free one if it if it selects you. There's no discount if it selects you, and uh, like I said, Eli, I think. Eli was selected by a birch wand with a phoenix tail feather, uh, but it was kind of boring looking, so he bought Mad-Eye Moody's wand. And then uh, Elsie bought uh, Ginny Weasley, yeah, so Harry Potter's wife bought bought her wand. And then my middle daughter, Alita, bought uh, Malfoy's mom, so I don't know, I guess she's my dark child. So do any any of these... Um, wands like turn on the television, turn on the lights, like they do in Big Bang Theory. What's going oh, on? They do all kinds of magical things. Cut the grass, snow the drive, you know, shovel yeah. the driveway. At uh, at Universal only. Oh, um, so you really? can actually there's there's two different wands. There's one that has like the RF stuff in it, and one that doesn't. And I like they they don't put the prices on the dumb things. So I I think one was like fifty, one was like sixty five, maybe. I don't. They were it was expensive. Um, but like I said, that was the main reason we had gone there. And so if you buy the the more expensive one, it comes with a little map, and there's like 10 locations throughout the little Harry Potter world. And they have a, on the ground, it has like a shape, like it's the, the motion you're supposed to make when you, uh, when you flick your wand and then you say a little magic word and it does something. So like there was one where you did silencio and it made the music stop playing. There's another one where it unlocked this giant metal gate. Another one where it shot fire out of a chimney. Uh, so it was, it was pretty neat. And so the kids really enjoyed walking around doing that and having sword fights with them and poking each other and, you know, doing things that children like to annoy their parents by doing. And you guys flew back home, right? Did you drive out there and then fly home? Uh, no, we, we flew both ways this okay, time. This is, okay. We typically drive out there and back. Um, my wife's school schedule is fairly demanding. Um, so basically when we get little breaks here and there, uh, we like to go on vacation. And this particular vacation did not leave time for uh, for driving. So we flew out there. And like I said, we did the day and a half in um, in Hollywood doing Universal. And then we actually, her parents flew out later and met us in San Diego. And we all kind of hung out there for a while so the reason why i ask is because I, I was going to assume the the car ride home with the wands going every place was going to be pretty magical oh it would have been disastrous yeah. right yeah all right so. so let's let's talk about disney then and, and the little things that uh, let's start comparing these two these two parks so it sounds like Universal's pretty pretty cool pretty cool place to go i have not visited universal there in um los angeles um, but and that's where it's at, right? It's in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's uh, it's right in Hollywood. So. Okay, okay. Um, well, actually, actually, it's its own city, Universal City. Yeah, I did I, believe- I did not know that till I started looking some stuff up. But uh, apparently, that goes back to when it was just a movie lot. He wanted his own city and yada yada yada. He that's got it. Crazy. Yeah, I've only driven past it a couple times. But you know, so let's start comparing the parks. What is it that Disney does that makes it grander uh, than Universal? And yes, I'm being biased here, but there's got to sure, be sure. there's got to be a list uh, and some well, things in the back of your head. I mean, unintentionally, I'm I'm assuming you had to be comparing. Yeah, so I I think a lot of it comes back probably to nostalgia. Um, a lot of the properties that Universal has, 
Um, they've updated a lot of stuff, and a lot of their rides are newer. Uh, they don't have a lot of old stuff, except for Waterworld, which nobody cares about. Um, 1995, that's a long time ago. Um, but obviously, I grew up with a lot of um, you know, the Renaissance period Disney things, uh, which are obviously all at Disney World. Um, the best period, but, uh, by the way, ever. Uh, of course, obviously. That's why they call it the Renaissance, right? Um, but one of, one of the things that I like about Disney is I, like you go on Pirates of the Caribbean, or Caribbean, however you want to say it, and there are actual wax statues. Uh, there, are, there are actual physical things there in front of you. Universal has updated all of their things to the point where it's like 95% screens, which screens in 3D are neat. I really like it. I think they definitely have their place. Um, I'm almost ashamed to mention that the last time I went to Disney World was actually like two weeks before Pandora opened, so I still haven't experienced all of that. Um, but I hear it's pretty amazing. Um, but Universal's kind of gone to the extreme, in my opinion, where it's primarily all 3D rides. Um, and I, I think they have their place, but I, I think a sprinkling of them is is better than uh, than drowning yourself in them. So you're not the first person to say that. You know, that's a common theme that I hear among travelers that go to both sides of the house. And one common thing, like you just said, that we do here is the fact that all of it's almost it's all VR or it's all screens and that uh, it's, it's almost too much. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I completely agree um, with, let's say, for example, the tram ride. Uh, has two VR components. It has the King Kong sections, completely VR, um, which is it's innovational. Like the the screens, the entire length of the tram, the tram pulls into this tunnel, and then uh, King Kong battles a dinosaur like over the tram, and it, the tram shakes and it spits water at you and stuff. And it's it's an amazing thing. Um, but one VR thing after the other, after the other, after the other, it it's just to a point it gets more of the same, and it's just kind of loses its appeal i think plus i'm an adrenaline junkie uh i really like uh roller coasters uh, and the vr roller coasters are neat uh but it, i think it's kind of a sad substitute for the real thing uh, you know feeling like you're that high can't be beat so sort of like being you know in front of a flight simulator or a console like or a computer and not really being in the aircraft exactly uh, like i said it 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 makes you just as sick, but it seems to lack the actual, you know, G-forces that kind of make it fun. So what about, like, interacting with, um, like, not, not necessarily guest services, but, like, their cast members, what Disney would call their cast members. I don't know what Universal calls them, but interacting with the employees. How, how is that any different? So I would say, well, one thing that... Universal Hollywood and Disneyland have over Orlando is that they have access to an unlimited number of uh, actor wannabes, hopefuls, whatever you want to call them, uh, hopeful movie stars out there. So they do really well, um, both Disneyland and Universal. Um, you know, people trying to make it big out there. And one of the most uh, the cast member I was most impressed with was the the tour guide for the backlot tour. Um, 
I know he was. They they get a lot of freedom to ad lib and tell their own facts and say what they're uh, interested in. They're not held extremely tight to a script. And I, I thought he did a really good job of um, being personable about it and whatnot. Um, outside of him, I would say it was just a, a big gray. I didn't have anybody that was overly impressive. Um, but I also, other than that lady's sunglasses, didn't have anybody that was offensive. What about accommodating needs? I mean, you know, Disney will always go above and beyond uh, for good show and to accommodate your needs and to make sure you have the most magical vacation ever. Did you get that same vibe over at Universal? Uh, well, first of all, uh, Universal um, and Orlando does have hotels associated with it. Universal Hollywood does not. So uh, just based on that, they can't control your entire experience. Um, you have to get to the park some way other than them. You have to stay somewhere other than them. Uh, so they can't control your entire experience. There is no bubble um, like there is at, at Disney World. So that's obviously going to be lost. As far as inside the park, I honestly, we were there for a day and a half. We didn't have a lot of special needs and there, there weren't enough people there to to make many problems so we really didn't have anything that i would uh complain about but like i said i don't necessarily have any first-hand experience with them going above and beyond because i didn't need them to because uh, like i said there was nobody there so i've stayed over at the one of the resorts there in orlando i've stayed at the pacific royale uh mm-hmm. there on universal property and you know one thing i did notice right off the bat was just the lack of employees walking around the resort greeting you as you walked by. Oftentimes, I would see the employees, and I don't know what Universal calls their employees, but they would have their heads down. They'd walk right by you. It wasn't that smile, friendly, um, hey, you know, how you doing? Uh, you know, have a great day. Like anything like that that you would see definitely at, like at a Disney resort. And even walking around the pool area and stuff like that, you know, you have a lot of cast members on Disney Resort. That just making sure you have everything you need and and I really I didn't personally see that um, last year at the Pacific Royale. So I can tell you, you know, just my personal experiences, you know, staying on resort, it, there was a huge difference. And I totally understand over there at uh, there in Hollywood, where you're right, they they probably wouldn't be able to control your entire experience. Yeah, and, and now that you mentioned that too, we did uh, obviously shop while we were there, and there was probably two or three other families in these giant, massive World of Disney-sized stores, and nobody ever really asked if they could help us. Uh, now, like I said, I didn't need help, but it definitely wasn't offered. Uh, there was just somebody standing up at the cash register waiting for us to be done, and we just kind of moseyed around and did what we needed to do, which honestly was kind of nice. I I like being left alone to a degree, but if I needed help, uh, I would have had to have sought them out as opposed to, you know, having somebody approach me and be like, hey, you know, what can we help you find? And it's not like there, you know, were too many people that we got lost in the cracks because. Sure thing. Well, Andrew, I want to say real quick before we wrap this up, buddy, I just want to say thanks for being such a loyal listener. I, you've been listening for the last few years, and I want to personally say thank you so much. You text into the show on a weekly basis and uh it's much appreciated but i really do appreciate it oh for sure thanks for uh, putting out a good show 
Oh, well, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that, man. Um, is there anything you want to tell our listeners real quick uh, before we go ahead and wrap things up? Uh, don't forget to get your pets spayed and neutered. <laughs> That's a good tip. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know what to say about <laughs> that one. <laughs> if you're interested in being a guest on our show, that was great, Andrew. I love it. I have a question or a comment. Or simply want that free quote, don't be bashful. Just get a little dopey with us and simply text us, 407-674-0414. Email us, mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. You can find me on my social media accounts on Instagram, mousecapades underscore Nick, Facebook, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter feed is going to be mousecapadespod. As always, peace. I don't have anything to say. I I need a catchphrase. Quick. what, think of one. Think of one. No, I don't have one. You don't have one? No. Nothing? No. Nothing. All right. I'm leaving this in. Peace. Okay. See ya. <laughs> have a magical day. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades Podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Hakuna Matata. And have a magical day. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata Ain't no peasant craze It means no worries For the rest of your days It's our problem-free Philosophy Hakuna Matata Hakuna Matata? Yeah, it's our motto What's the motto? Nothing, what's the motto with you? (laughs) You know what? These two words will solve all your problems. That's right. Take Pumbaa, for example. Why, when he was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. Very nice. Thanks. He found his aroma like a certain appeal. He could clear the savannah after every meal. I'm a sensitive soul, though I seem thick-skinned. And it hurt that my friends never stood downwind. And oh, the shame. He was a shame. What a change in my name. Oh, what's in a name? And I got downhearted. How did you feel? Every time that I... Hey, Pumper, not in front of the kids. Oh, sorry. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no passing praise. Welcome to our humble home. You live here? We live wherever we want. Yup, home is where your rump rests. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh. I'm starved. I'm so hungry I could eat a whole zebra. Ah, we're fresh out of zebra. Any antelope? Nuh-uh. Hippo? Nope. Listen, kid, if you live with us, you have to eat like us. Hey, this looks like a good spot to rustle up some grub. Ew, what's that? A grub. What's it look like? Ew, gross. Mm. Tastes like chicken. Slimy yet satisfying. These are rare delicacies. Mm. Mm. Pecans with a very pleasant crunch. You're learning to love them. I'm telling you, Kim, this is the great life. No rules, no responsibilities. Ooh, the little cream-filled kind. 
And best of all, no worries. Well, kid? Oh, well. Hakuna Matata. Slimy? It's satisfying. That's it. Hakuna Matata! 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 Hakuna Matata!